like, I mean, the way that this week's episode of The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2, was cut, that Turbo has been ranting and raving for an entire week. <laughs> would that surprise you at all, if that was the case? No, it would not. <laughs> it would also not surprise our listeners that my name is John Chidley Hill. And my name is Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. And as I just alluded to, this week's episode of The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2, picks up maybe a second after where we left off, where Turbo is still incredibly angry that Jordan was copying his walk, (laughs) which I don't know about you, Sheldon, but after having like a week to like ruminate on that and like to get away like have separation from all the events leading up to the scene yep it's even more ridiculous agreed i feel you know what i mean i feel the exact same way it's like wait he just was getting so mad saying you copied my walk that's it you copied my walk yeah that and, and that's you cannot copy my walk And it's so weird to me that he is that mad and seeing the reactions from everyone else. And I'll say this much, right? Nani, who has been on this show for a very long time, right? Nani is someone who has had so many different storylines. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're talking about, you know, having showmances, if you're talking about being in the wrong alliance, if you're talking about getting backstabbed, like so many, she's basically seen it all, right? And I'll admit, I felt different ways about Nani in terms of I've rooted for her some seasons. Some seasons I've been like, oh, she's kind of annoying. Like, it's just been all over the place, right? Right. I feel really bad for her here because when she was talking about how, you know, she was trying to, like, explain it to him and she didn't really feel like he was understanding her. Like, it, I felt like she genuinely cared about him and felt really, really bad. You know, sometimes you see tears on this show and it's it's not that it doesn't seem genuine, but it seems misplaced. This time yeah. it actually seemed genuine and real and like I understood what she was trying to say. And I felt bad for her. Yeah, I mean, I we're going to talk about Nani a lot this episode. I feel bad for Nani because she's trying to play her own game. She's trying to be loyal to her friends, but she's also... God love her, a very emotional person. Yes. And doesn't her emotions get in the way of her own logic? Yeah. This episode. And it's hard to, but it's also hard to see because, like, she and Turbo, like, genuinely care about each other. Like, they're real friends. Mm -hmm. And Turbo is so easily manipulated because he's so, I, I hate to say simple, but he's such a like a black and white thinker. Yeah. Perhaps that's a kinder way of putting it. Yeah. He's such a black and white thinker that, and he can't be reasoned with. Yeah, um, it's right or wrong. That's it. There's no in between. There's no yeah. gray area at all. Yeah. I. That said, I I do think that Jordan is being a dick. Like I think obviously he was purposely antagonizing Turbo. It's on Turbo that it so easily affects him. Mm-hmm. But I did love that Jordan, while all this is going on, is just chilling out on a lounger. Like, no one is having to talk to him. No one's having to restrain Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's literally kicking back as Turbo is 
absolutely melting down. This, like, this has to be one of the worst meltdowns we've seen on this show ever, right? I mean, I still will always come back to, and because it's reality TV, I will always come back to the fact that if you want to fight, like, you can fight. And so I do kind of agree with Jordan in the sense that he's acting really, really, like, extra tough because security's there. And yeah, he is losing it, and, and it's it's a terrible scene, a terrible look for Turbo. But I do agree with the fact that, you know, security's there and he's amping it up a little more. And yeah, maybe and and maybe in Turbo's defense, I don't know, I'm kind of talking my way through this, but maybe in Turbo's defense, he's just getting more and more mad that he can't get at Jordan. That's amping him up. I don't know. But it just looked really, really odd. And I love the fact that Nani and Ashley are getting into it while this is going on and they subtitle their argument as they're yelling at each other and Ashley says that she didn't start it or she says, well, I didn't start this one. I started the first one, but then, yeah. you know, not the second argument. That was all Jordan. And it's like, come on, at least own own well, your bullshit. No, I will defend Ashley here because it sounds like things had cooled off for hours. And then Jordan riled Turbo up again. The other thing I'll say, though, is that Ashley only told the truth. Right? And, nah, like, you're right. She, but it's your she intention. She definitely weaponized it. It's your intention. Yeah, she, she used it to her advantage, for sure. But Jordan put himself in this position. Totally true. But, I mean, once you get there, once you're in the arena, so to speak, like, it's already past the point of no return. Because... Turbo has no idea this is even going on. And Ashley runs and tells him. And remember, her words are, hey, they're talking shit about you. You got to go in there right now. And then remember, there's a yeah. shot of her high-fiving Cara Maria afterwards, right? So yeah. she knows exactly oh, what know, she's I, doing. And to I know she knows exactly what she was doing. But Turbo would have found out about this anyway at some point. But not in that she's manner. Just making not in that manner. It could have been the same way that Nani was is spitting it and I'm saying spin, and I don't even mean spin, but the way that she's phrasing it in terms of, hey, this is Jordan, Jordan just talks a lot of shit, you know Jordan talks a lot of shit, but the other group, Kara and and them, they're using you. They're trying to get you even more mad at Jordan when Jordan literally talks shit about everybody, but yeah. they're trying to use it, use you to get to him because they don't want to get to him themselves. Right? It, it, it's just... I feel like she was being very manipulative, and this is a theme throughout the episode, right? Where people are kind of hiding behind their actions. Where if you just straight up said, hey, this is what I did, and my plan worked perfectly or whatever, cool. But it's the same thing that we'll see later on, and we'll touch back on this point for sure, when it comes down to the voting, and who you're voting for, and the tribunal, and that whole thing. It's all about... Listen, whatever you decide, just stand by it. There's no need to make excuses about it or beat around the bush. We all know what's going on here. That's all I'm saying. Yep. That's fair. Uh, so, Turbo, the most ridiculous part, though, did Turbo not say, I'm willing to die for my mom over this? Yes. I was really confused by that. Is that just a figure so of speech? Think, uh, I think the the thought process here was that he said something like, I swear on my mom, and then, uh, like, added, okay. I would die. Which, like... Okay. You know, 
again, I mean, this is a complaint you and I have had about Turbo in the past, is that he makes this jump to life or death real quick. Real quick. Like, exceptionally fast. I also wanted to give a shout-out to the fact that afterwards they're all talking about it, like, they're all talking about how it's all broken down after Turbo has been put into a hotel for the night. And Rogan's wearing a tinfoil crown? Okay. I, I missed Did that. Did you not notice that? I, I totally missed that. I think it was Jordan was speaking with him. Just, I mean, you know how, like, post-fight sometimes the one of the combatants will just sort of be, like, talking to anyone who listens. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that sense. And, like, Jordan was making the point, like, dude, he flipped out over me copying his walk. Like, what the hell? Yeah. He's saying this to Tori, who's, like, you know, nodding and being a, a, a helpful girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then Rogan's like listening too, but wearing a tinfoil crown. <laughs> yeah, Rogan. Yeah, we'll we'll get to them in a bit. We'll get to them. Um, yes, we will. But Turbo, as you mentioned, gets sent away for the night. Zach and Nani are are kind of like having a really good conversation. Nani, Nani is really you know she's crying and she's explaining. She was upset that she couldn't explain to Turbo the exact situation that was going on. She couldn't, which is something I run into on this podcast a lot. I can't articulate my point well enough or concise enough to make people understand. I thought you were going to say that you can't make me understand things. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a me problem. It's a definite me problem, right? And, and I don't so know about that, but okay. Her being like... Her being unable to explain things to Turbo. And then Zach breaks it down. And I know Zach comes off as a jerk. But when he says Turbo's one step ahead of a caveman. And I know that sounds like straight disrespect and like a diss. But I I actually know what he means. Right? Like I understand what he's saying. Like you gotta. When you add in on top of, you know, the basic principles of right or wrong or black and white. And then add in the language barrier. Right? Right? You got to simplify yep. things a lot more for Turbo and, and then add in the complex nature of this game. I totally know what yep. Zach means. So that was an interesting breakdown there. But then we get the flip side, which is Cam and Kara and Ashley. And they're talking about Jordan and Tori are going in no matter what. Yeah. And this is where I'm talking about the flaws of game plans and how people are 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 spitting narratives, right? If they just say, we don't like Tori, or we don't want her on our team, or whatever, we're taking her out, cool. But it doesn't make sense to me that you're going to take out, like you're saying Jordan is such a terrible person, and he's such a terrible player, and a terrible teammate. And so you're going to take that out on Tori, who is a good teammate, and a good competitor? That's a part that didn't really make sense. And I felt bad for Tori from there, and I just knew this whole thing wasn't going to work out. What did what no, was your what was your no, take here? Well, I was what I thought was interesting that Leroy made the very good point that if Jordan was actually nice and easy to work with, he'd be the best player in the game. <laughs> like the number one fit, right? Yeah. Like Leroy acknowledged that he's that Jordan is an incredible competitor. He can do it all. Yeah. But he's such a dick that he's like impossible to work with. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. It does rub me the wrong way that they just can't be straight up and say, I don't like Nani 
or like or excuse me i don't like tori and jordan like i hate that they hide behind all the all the talk of oh well they like she's not a good competitor or this or that like i hate the excuses that are made totally agree totally agree right like that bothers me a lot also too Um, hold on this was a point where i was like wait is leroy joining their alliance and is this a smart move this was a moment where it clicked in my head and i know we kind of saw this developing or starting last week but this was kind of the moment where i was like oh this is the thing leroy is on their side yeah well i have to say i really like that he uh, made reference to Dr. Dre and said, I'm going to ride it out until the wheels fall off. <laughs> Excellent. Good job, Leroy. Um, I am not convinced that he made the right decision. But that said, he, I feel, you know, there's like this push and there's pull factors. And in his defense, like, I'm going to skip ahead to a scene if that's all right with you. Mm-hmm. Because later on, much later on, when they're talking about, like, the vote in the tribunal, yeah, Leroy pulls Nani aside to be like, hey, like, people are saying you and I'm not going to vote for you because you're my, like, friend of a decade. Yeah. Like, wh- like you and I, like, let's go- get on the same page. And she wouldn't even have that conversation with him. Like, kept cutting him off, kept talking over him. So, on the one hand, yeah, like, we have this scene where Leroy is, you know, agreeing to this plan to throw in Tori, but also, Nani's not working with him and getting mad at him that he's not working with her, when he at least is trying to, like, sit down and be like, hey, we are stuck between two alliances here, you and I are real-life friends outside of the game, like what's the play here and she just like won't get on board with that yeah so i do feel for him in that respect because like he is trying to be a good friend to her he's a little confused and like you know she just finished talking about how frustrating it was that she couldn't articulate herself to turbo but she's not she doesn't even try to articulate like her position to uh to Leroy she's just pissed at him I think it's exactly I think she's just so mad that he would join the Cara Maria and Polly alliance the same alliance that took out bananas who's his boy yeah I think that's really what she's mad at she's like how can you join that side like it makes no sense and yeah the other part that I found weird this whole episode that I don't think anyone brought up but isn't Leroy just joining this side because of Cam? Like, I don't think that Ooh. it's a coincidence that magically him and Cam start sparking up again. And then now all of a sudden, Leroy is also on that side without doubt and riding hard for that side. Like, I was surprised nobody brought that up. I was surprised that, like, in my mind, I was like, whoa. And I'm not saying that Cam is manipulating him, although I don't know. I need to see more scenes of that. But I definitely think part of the reason why he's all of a sudden on that side is definitely because of Cam. And also, I'm saying I don't know this, but I wouldn't put it past Cam to be manipulative in this way just because, you know, 
Queen Cam always has her storylines and her angles that she's trying to get in on the game. And Leroy was a very important vote, a very important number to have on the side. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. It's just a working theory. We'll see how it, this all plays out. It's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Um, so we have the daily competition, which is called Incoming. And before it kicks off, uh, TJ explains to everyone that Turbo has been kicked off for his behavior because he'd already been warned for his aggressive physical behavior. Yep. And he's out. And then TJ calls out Jordan, Polly, and Josh and says, hey, you guys be on your best behavior. You guys are hotheads and you'll be the next to go. Which, fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. Although, interesting that Theo didn't get that warning since Theo is in altercations with Polly and Rogan this season. Yeah. And Theo's not the best at holding his booze. So, um, were you surprised? You what- were you surprised at this call? No. No, I did not see that coming at all. I was like, whoa, he got kicked really? off? <laughs> I was actually stunned. I think it's the right decision because he's so... Like, this is... His anger is beyond the game. Like, And I can totally see them, like a producer sitting down with Turbo the next morning and being like, hey, man, uh, so how are you feeling? Have you cooled down? Are you still angry with uh, Jordan? And him saying... Yes, I will kill him. Like, this is a stain on my own. You know what I mean? Like, totally. I can see. I mean, you've been in those shoes, I'm sure, where you have to, as a producer, sit down and be like, hey, where's your head at? And I could also see Turbo being like, of course, like, this is an affront to my honor and not backing down from his rhetoric, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I could totally see how that would happen. I'm just more stunned at the stupid nature that you would eliminate yourself from the game. Like you got to eliminate and the stupid nature of the U S team again. Like, think about it. This is a U.S. team that has lost turbo. The all self-inflicting turbo, Johnny bananas, <laughs> Laurel Wes. <laughs> yeah. That's like four of your best players, all self-inflicted. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what I mean. Like the strategy and the gameplay has been insane. It's been fun for us to talk about every Thursday morning when I'm like super tired and feeling like, <laughs> how am I going to take this podcast? But then I'm watching, I'm getting so bad because I'm like, what are these people doing? Like, if you're Ashley, don't you feel like a moron? Right? Like, yeah. you, you just screwed your team for no good reason at all. And I'm not even going to blame Jordan. Jordan, like, after Jordan just talks shit, whatever, cool. You start arguing, all right, cool. Then my guy takes it, like, way over the line. And if you're Jordan, like, I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. Like, bro, why are you that mad? So for Turbo to then get eliminated and to lose your chance at a million dollars because you cannot mock my walk or make fun of my walk. Sorry, I messed up the line. Come on, man. That's terrible. I, I was stunned at that, and I was just like, wow. This show... The, the the gameplay has been so stupid, <laughs> but entertaining. So, so unbelievably stupid. And, like, I know they've already filmed the reunion. I can't imagine what the reunion is going to be like. Oof. Like, I can't yeah. imagine. 
like not only is it going to be super heated and like you know Johnny Bananas is going to dominate conversation, but I also don't know how people are going to retroactively justify some of their decisions. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't know how people are going to be able to be like, oh yeah, that was the brightest choice. Because like I'm going to go out on a limb here and say something. I don't think that Cara Maria and Pauly are going to win. And I, I feel like, no. however, this the way that this season is playing out, it's going to be someone who, quote-unquote, doesn't deserve to win. And what I mean by that is they weren't the ones making the power moves, so to speak. They kind of just, like, hung around enough and happened to be in the right place, right time. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the people yeah. calling the shots. I'll say that. It's not going to be no. them winning this game. And that's the part where, you know, if you're one of the minions, you're going to look back and be like, I helped those people for what? But anyways, yeah, we'll get to that. This challenge I thought was awesome. Uh, a good old, like their strategy to it for sure. And I thought it was cool because it's just a pure battle of will. Like the, the teams are even in terms of numbers. So there's no advantage to the U.S. team at this point even though they had to draw names to figure out who was going to who was going to go in, right? And yep. I guess like who was left out? Ashley and Polly, right? For the US team. It was Ashley, Polly, and there's someone else. Uh Nani. Nani, yes. Uh they were left out and they randomly selected who was going to go in and you know, I thought it was funny, you know, and, and to show how serious it was, I thought it was cool that CT's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this one so serious. I'm taking my shirt off for this. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, for all you fat motherfuckers out there, <laughs> this one's for you. It's <laughs> like, you know what? As someone who also considers himself a fat motherfucker, I appreciate that CT. I do. I do. <laughs> um, someone who really, I don't want to say struggled. But was was notable in how poorly he did was Jordan. He was the first one out. So it was the men's heat versus, and then they, like, it's essentially musical chairs plus football or rugby, depending on which side of the Atlantic you're from. Yeah. And Jordan's the first one out, and everyone is noticing that he did not perform. It's a woman's elimination this week, mm -hmm. but everyone's noticing that he's out. <laughs> One of my favorite moments was that at one point, Josh and Leroy were wrestling each other for a ball. Not realizing, like, CT's just standing and watching. And someone's like, they're on the same team. It's like, Josh, Yeah, come oh on. my God. I have to give a shout out to the Brits. You mentioned that this is a game of willpower. I thought it was a, a, really a, a game about teamwork. Yep, agreed. And communication and passing. And the Brits really showed us something like they were good. They figured out first, you know, the, the team aspect of it and how, you know, you as an individual might have to sacrifice yourself for the betterment of your team. And I think they realized that part first and Jordan losing Jordan losing first is funny because like you can't be the one to lose first, right? Like it's okay for anyone to lose in this game because it's tough and you know, it could be, ball placement it could be which side like who you ended up going off against in terms of trying to get the ball but jordan after everything that you've said and done you can't be the first one out uh no josh is just whatever you know like 
fighting your own teammate is completely ridiculous. And Leroy put up a good fight, but ultimately you're outnumbered. And the question has to be asked, you know, did the U.S. team miss Turbo? Uh, I think so. I think that he's, like, the right, like... I have the sense that he's not the tallest member of the team. I mean, taller than Polly, but... Um, I think that he would have, yeah, I think he would have been a difference maker. Although then again, if they still had Turbo, he still might not have played because he might have also been right. not made the draw. Exactly. Very true. So like, who's to say? Uh, um, then on the women's side, I was very impressed with how the British women played again, especially Kaylee. Like Kaylee, I don't know if it's that people were ignoring her or what. But it's, but it's a perfect example of what I was just talking about, right? Like, she's thought of as a non-factor. And the the brilliance of what the UK team did was they'd assign roles. So, you know, while the US team was like, we're going to go take out Jenny, and they were sending people to take out Jenny, nobody's ever paying attention to Kaylee. So she just has a free run to the ball. And she, every single, it didn't even look like she had a struggle, until maybe the very last one where it was two on one, her and D against Kara. And even then, their strategy was, oh, well, D's going to try to take out Kara and Kaylee's going to get the ball. And Kaylee even made the comment, oh, well, I'm not trying to get my hair wet anyway, so this works. Yeah. Right? So I, I feel like, and I don't want to take too much away from her because, you know, I'm going to do a lot of crushing of Kaylee. But. Yup. So I, I don't want to take too much away from her because she still executed and she still played her role, but she was put in the perfect position to succeed. She was. Um, I I mean, we're, we're really just sailing through this, which is great because there's so much more to talk about. But I'll never forget where I was, Sheldon, mm-hmm. the day that the British finally won a team competition. Yeah. Not... Not through the Americans throwing it, but, like, the British legitimately won this. And, I mean, and like if you told you me that it was... And- but if you told me, John, that it was Kara, Tori, and Cam, right, lining up against yeah. Kaylee, D, and Georgia, I would have been like, of course the U.S. team's going to win. No? Yeah. It, it, it was, it's just super interesting. It's super interesting. Um, I was going to say, though, like you, you mentioned that there was no turbo, but like, I don't think we can say that the Americans like didn't have a killer lineup like Zach played arena football mm-hmm. like like they had some big dudes, right? Like there's like they really won. Honestly, I feel well, it was pretty funny the way that uh, Zach was joking around at the very beginning when you look across and, like, obviously, Rogan, uh, Joss are all, like, gym all-stars. Theo's an Olympian, right? So they're, like, all, like, cut and carved out. And then you look at the U.S. team and not really the same deal, right? Like, Jordan's in shape, but it's not like he's, like, super muscular and cut. But that's not even yeah. what this challenge was really about. But still, at the same time, in terms of a looks perspective, right? We're judging the book by its cover, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, shouts to the UK team for finally winning, which is what makes what ends up happening so much more ridiculous to me. <laughs> but we'll get Absolutely. to that. We'll get to that. So notably, after a big argument among the Brits who can't choose who the speaker is going to be, TJ makes them vote person by person and Kaylee wins. Yeah. In confessional, Kara says this was the plan. Like our alliance had already planned that if the Brits win, then like on the off chance, then Kaylee is going to be our speaker, our speaker, even though Kara is on the American team. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny that TJ was so fucking fed up with everyone. Like he was so sick of everyone this episode (laughs) uh kaylee picks jenny and joss to be on the tribunal with her and everyone goes back to the house and essentially we've got the same like alliances like going into their corners to discuss things paula polly and cara are scheming polly and confessional calls jordan and tori cancers which is harsh yeah and Jordan, Tori, and Zach agree to put in Ninja. And as I said, as I alluded to, Leroy approaches Nani to basically be like, hey, we're stuck in the middle of this. People are saying your name. I'm not going to say your name. What do you want me to do here? And she's just like, she's making this harder than it needs to be. Like, she won't even, like, take a breath, have a sip of water, yeah. and have the conversation with her, with Leroy. Which sucks because, I, like, I don't know that Leroy is making the best moves, but at least he's trying to like have a conversation with her about it, you know? No, no, for sure. And and I think it's because she knows that it's all just phony, anyways, right? Because mm-hmm. he knows she like because as you said, Leroy says he's not saying ninja, and he's not saying Nani. So it's kind of obvious what he is gonna say, and he's just trying to do this for show to cover off with Nani and and she's having none of it. She's like, I'm not going through this bullshit conversation with you just for you to try to appear like you're saving face. And I agree with her. I totally agree with Nani in this situation. She already knows what's going on. Like again, she's been on the show for how long you already know how the votes are going to go down. You already see the power play coming before it happens. And so Leroy is now trying to come save face and say, Hey, well, I'm not rolling with you, but at least I'm not going to say your name. And she's saying, okay, cool, but not cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the tribunal, I guess, is where the real fireworks happen, no? And Yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> I, I like Jordan's temperament at the beginning because you could tell their angle was to expose people. And this is what I I respect so much. Jordan at the very beginning says, okay, what is the goal of this tribunal? Is it to make the team stronger for the final? And then there's an awkward pause. And I like what Jordan was trying to do because Pauly is very quiet in this whole thing. For someone who's like, I run this game, I'm a big time player and blah, 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 blah. And like he's saying nothing. Kara barely wants to say anything as well. And... Even when Zach steps in to be like, okay, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to accomplish? It's Leroy who gets asked who he's going to vote for first. And he says Tori. And that throws everyone off. Now, in this tribunal, John, 
what are you thinking? How are you liking kind of watching how the sides are, are, you know, showing themselves at this moment? I mean, it was hard to watch um, because I agree more with Jordan and Tori's logic. And they're, what Jordan and Tori are talking about, in part, and like what's frustrating is part of what's going on is, as we saw last episode, Jordan and Tori and Kara and Polly just dislike each other. Yeah. Like, like that's that's the heart of the issue. Like, that's the real problem. They're threatened. Right? They like think they want to be is. the power couple. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that, the same is true for both sides. But then when you get into these sort of phony arguments that both sides are putting up, I agree more with Jordan and Tori in that I think that uh, Ninja and Nani are probably the weakest members of the team, mm-hmm. of the American team, in terms of like competitions and at some point like they actually have to start thinking about what that final competition is going to look like right and we're going to come back to that theme much later on but totally agree i agree i agree with i think jordan's logic is stronger than the logic that polly and kara's alliance are putting up and I would have so much more respect for them if they just said straight up, like, we don't like you. But like, that's that's easy. Like, and imagine if at the tribunal, Kara and Polly were like, hey, straight up, I don't like you. That's why I'm voting for you. There's no argument for, for that, right? Like, it, it sort of, like, nips any arguments in the bud because you're like, well, yeah, okay, I don't like you either. I get it. Fair. You know what I mean? Well, but it's that they go through these motions of the these arguments that's why there's because they're putting up this false front of logic yeah well the, that's why they get into the argument the thing is right it's first it's jordan then it's zach and they're both and even tory and they're asking the same thing and it comes down to you're voting for your alliance or you're voting for what's best for the team and mm-hmm. they can't even answer that question and at least if you said well you know what we have the numbers and you know cam says it in confessionals but nobody says it at the table like but cam was right why are we even having this back and forth when we have the numbers and it's because none of you guys will just say that (laughs) and so that's why it becomes the argument and you know the only one who just said who they were going to vote for straight up was leroy but that's because he was forced into it right like jordan and another good job by jordan because i think it's very important at this point to make people expose what sides they're on right and so he forced he forced Leroy to expose himself first and Leroy picks Tori and then he says, oh, so you're picking Tori. Why? You think Tori's the worst person on our team? And then they argue some more, argue some more. But then they force Kara to pick next and Kara doesn't want to pick next. Why? Because she doesn't want to seem like the bad guy here. And she hesitates, hesitates. And then she also says Tori. And this is when I really rep Tori because Tori's just had enough at this point and she says, whatever, I'll go in, put me in against any of these bitches and I'll take them out. And I said, you know what? I rep that. I'm definitely on Team Jordan and Tori here. 1,000%. Yeah, and it's it's funny. So I really, really like Tori. I'm not going to say a single negative thing about Tori. 
I like Jordan by moments. It's just he presents himself so badly sometimes. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. And, like, if he just, like, had a little less of an edge, was a little less of a dick, like, you can be right and you can be a dick and you don't have to be both. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, he's sort of losing the moral high ground just because of his attitude, like, the energy he's bringing. Mm -hmm. And... The it, what I thought so interesting about this conversation about this that like there's some people who didn't say a ton in the actual argument who I really respected like has Zach's understanding of the politics of the game ever been more clear? Yep, totally true. Like all his confessionals, he's just like being very factual and like stating facts right like he says in conf- in confessional before the they show us the tribunal he goes this is my alliance's last stand because like if we lose numbers here then we're in trouble like th- then there's we're just going to get steamrolled in every other vote and he makes um later on he talks about how Kara and Polly like they're trying to win this vote but it's also a step to dividing Nani and Leroy Yep. Like, and Zach also made the great point, like, during the actual discussion, he says, like, okay, well, you guys are talking about who do we want on the team. Or maybe it was Leroy who made the point, like, that includes being a good teammate. Yeah. Not just being, like, physically dominant. And, and I do think that's a problem with Ninja. Not that she's, like... A difficult person to work with. I just think she's not used to team sports, but also so doesn't have the best like communication skills. But also, more importantly, that's not describing Tori, right? Tori is no. a good team player, so that point doesn't even make sense. You know, like if that's the argument of the Leroy side, and that's what made it so dumb. So they end up picking Tori. Tori explains who she wants to go against. And, you know, Kaylee already has their plan. They already have their plan set up. And I find it really interesting because they already have their plan, but the U.S. team, now everything's coming to a head. Because as they come back to the house, Jordan and Zach are telling Leroy he's messing up because he picked Tori. And you know what? They're right. I, I just don't get why Leroy isn't just honest and I'm saying and I'm I mean in terms of just saying hey I'm rolling with this alliance and he eventually gets there right because Leroy thinks he's being a good role player and he's like oh I can get the win like this and he thinks you know I'm on the winning team and I'm gonna do this and this is how they're gonna take me and all I have are just repeated flashbacks of Leroy playing his position behind bananas Playing his position, do you know what I'm, for all these years, and ending up in the exact same place. And one one thing that uh, really struck me was when he said, "Like I just want to be a role player." That's like what I have loved about Leroy this season is I feel like he's taking a leadership role, and it's certainly the way people speak of him this season, aside from Nani people really like and respect him and really like and like really feel like he's taking like a leadership role you know calling him captain america stuff like that yeah so to hear him say 
that he just wants to take a like role player's role was really disappointing. Like I was really enjoying seeing him like step out of Banana's shadow and come into his own. So for him to then be like, yeah, like I'm just going to play my position and going to like hang back and then like I'm I was sorry to hear that because like he's sort of been the moral compass of the American team and like the actual leader of the American team. Yeah, it it was super weird and it was a weird twist and you know, they end up arguing with each other and Leroy is telling uh He's telling Zach and Jordan that they think they're way too good and the U.S. team thinks they could win without them, whereas Zach and and Jordan think that the team can't win without them and they're now arguing. And it's so counter to what Leroy was saying just two weeks ago. But my biggest issue with Leroy is he made himself the face for Kara and Polly, right? Yep. He ends up being the loud face arguing against his own team while... Where's Polly? Where's Kara? They're in the background, yep. not even saying anything. And Leroy's all up in the in the front. And that's what really made me think, okay, is this about the cam thing? Because Leroy got very like confident and very like like it just it just flipped. And we all know that a lot of times a man's greatest weakness is a woman. And I'm not blaming a woman for that before anyone takes what I'm saying the absolute wrong way. I'm saying our biggest flaw, right? Like, am, am I making sense here? Well, I, and we don't even have to make this about gender. Because remember when Laurel basically threw a competition because she was so upset about uh, Nicole? Yep. Like, I think what you're saying is that Leroy's thinking with the wrong body part. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I this this whole debate because after Tori gets nominated, the Americans are as you said arguing on their way back to the house and in the house and it's vicious. Mm-hmm. All this debate, I mean, if you want to play along with their logic is boils down to who is the weakest American woman? Like who's the weakest woman on the American team? So let me let me put it to you. Who do you, Sheldon, think is the weakest female player on the team? Well, it's obviously Nani or Ninja. Yeah, I agree. It's it's one of the two. Um, like undoubtedly, like that's to me that's a slam dunk. And you know what's funny is we both know who the weakest American man is. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Like that's a slam dunk. Yeah. Like if this if if this had been a, a men's elimination, like there's no debate. Like it is a hundred, a thousand percent Josh. Yeah. Um anyway, Tori tries to get Georgia Tori and Georgia sorry, I should say Tori and the tribunal told the tribunal that she would switch to the British side if she won. Mm-hmm. So Tori's talking to Georgia and says, hey, try to get Ashley put in because she's in their alliance and, like, the Kara Polly alliance, and I think I can take her, which is debatable. Like, I don't think you can ever count Ashley out. Mm-hmm. And failing getting them to put Ashley in, she wants Georgia to whoever they decide to put in to 
basically cover it up. So whoever is going to go in against Tori is surprised. Like Tori's hoping yeah. to have the element of surprise. Yeah. But then in confessional, Kara says that her alliance is masterminding putting Georgia in to take out the Brits' best female player. <laughs> yeah. So the Brits have a team meeting and they all agree that it's going to be Ashley. Like, it's unanimous. And they all agree that they're not going to spread it around the house mm -hmm. so that Ashley is blindsided. Yep. And Georgia even says in confessional, well, that was easy. That was easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. What happens next, Sheldon? Well, we end up... <laughs> we end up in the proving ground. And the proving ground is super interesting because Tori ends up going in cool. And the UK team, as you mentioned, they think they're putting in Ashley. And Jenny gives this huge speech that I almost questioned, like, did the producers, like, tell her to do that? Because it just worked out so perfectly in terms of entertainment value. Because she gives this huge speech about how the UK team is finally together and we met as a group and we unanimously voted that we should take out one of their strong players. And this person has made two finals and won two finals and this whole long speech and says she's voting for Ashley. And then they're like, all right, so Kaylee, who are you picking? <laughs> and Kaylee says she's picking Georgia. And then the rest of the UK team just snaps, right? Like Georgia starts losing it. Theo is losing it. I'm giving Theo maybe the, the title of this podcast and also my lie to the episode. But Theo says it's time for Josh to show he's not a wet lettuce. Yep. Which I've never heard that That's, term before, wet lettuce. That, but it's just that, amazing. I noted that down, and I already knew that wet lettuce was going to be the title of this <laughs> podcast episode. So good. So good. But just like them getting so angry, because they were clearly blindsided, which, you know, I guess it's a testament for how good the plan was, I guess, for the element of surprise, and there wasn't enough time like, that way you don't give the team enough time to try to cha change Joss's mind. But also, I just don't understand the logic. Like, I, I really don't understand the logic. Can you, can you explain it to no. me? They end up throwing in Georgia, no. who is their strongest player, after they finally win a challenge. And now your team holds a power. And ultimately, the goal is to win money. Right? Yeah. And so if at like, the end you're on a team, <laughs> how are you going to win money by eliminating your weaker players? Now, I kind of understand Kara and Polly, right? Because in their minds, they're like, okay, well, we'll eliminate the strong players on our side, but we'll also eliminate the strong players on their side. So by default, we're moving ourselves up the rankings, right? Like I, I kind of can see that and i don't even know if they masterminded it that well right but if that is their plan i can kind of see that being a thing and it's an elaborate scheme for sure but if you're on the uk team and you're kaylee and joss how does this make sense for you i, I really don't understand it what am i missing here so i do understand how it helps kaylee and i mean georgia says it herself and that is Kaylee knows that she is the weakest female player 
on the British team. Okay. And she knows that if Tori comes over and Georgia is there, that she's going to be the next time there's a women's elimination, that like her head's going to be on the chopping block, both by voting numbers and by like just the fact that she's not as strong. Okay. Right. I do not, however, understand where Joss is coming from at all. Like, I don't understand how he thinks this helps his game in any way. Because at the end of the day, if he wants to make money, if he wants that check, he needs the British team to win. Yeah. Georgia helps the British team win. Yep. Also, having Tory join your team helps the British team win. Also... Having Tori eliminate another American player helps the British team win. Exactly. Like, there, there's three solid reasons to not put Georgia in. And it really, this was one of those moments where I realize where my own loyalties lie. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, the watching that scene where Theo and Jenny and Georgia are pleading with Joss to put in Ashley and like Georgia is crying and like getting the gross spittle between her lips (laughs) and Jenny at one point like has both her hands around Joss's like chin and is like trying to be like Joss like just look at me like what are you doing in that moment I was like oh my god please vote in Ashley and I like Ashley like Ashley's one of my favorite people on this show like all seasons and this season included and just like seeing joss's it shouldn't have been a dilemma but it was for him but if you're kaylee made me realize how badly like where my loyalties lay in this moment but if you're kaylee and you're the weakest person on your team right but your team wins how are you getting thrown in that's the part i don't understand because your team just yeah. won. So you've shown to be oh. strong as a team. Oh, I, I meant for, like, the next female elimination. Like, Kaylee's thinking down the line. Yeah, but down the line, if you keep winning because your team is stronger, which if Tori takes out someone else on their team and then joins your team, your team is undoubtedly stronger because that means they've lost Tori and they've lost Turbo. And you've yep. gained Tori. And they've yep. lost someone else strong. Like, even if you're Kaylee, it doesn't make sense to me because at the end of the day, you're now on the winning team. Now, you've made your team, like, you can argue, I guess, that maybe their team's better because they lost, you know, the U.S. team loses Tory and you gain Tory, and you also lost Georgia. Like, maybe that makes the U.K. team better. I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. But even if that is the case, I don't get, like, down the line, like, your decision-making here because you could have had the numbers, you're adding more numbers to your team, and eliminating and making their team weaker. Because let's, let's really be serious, right? When it comes down to it, whether you're Joss, whether you're, whether you're Kaylee, whether you're Rogan, do you really think, like, how high up do you think you are with Polly and Kara. Yeah. Right? Like, you're a, disposable another... to them. You're just being used. 
I don't get yeah. why Joss even and to further your point, I don't get why Joss thinks that he needs Pauly and Kara at this stage of the game. No. And also, like, okay, I mean, they're when they'd been. I'm gonna skip ahead. The I didn't find the competition that super interesting. No, it's fine. Tory wins two nothing. Cool. Tory wins, and everyone's like a lot of the Brits are saying she's not gonna fit it in. Like she shouldn't join the British team. First of all, she absolutely should f- join the British team. Like it, like it just could be more of the same, right? Like yeah. the beatings will continue in, until morale improves over there. But um, they can't. Like this was a moment that Joss. This was an opportunity that Joss missed, where he could have started playing his own game. And again, like there's no way around it. I don't see how this benefits him or his more important alliance of him and Rogan, and by extension D. Like your best friend, your best friend's showmance. Yeah. Um, Kaylee's his ex girlfriend. Like, the other- if you guys want to win that money, the British have to win. You can't keep doing things for Kara and Polly, who, by the way are not re- repaying any favors. Like, when was the last time Kara and Polly did anything for Polly, uh, for uh, Joss and Rogan, aside from not nominate them? And even then, Joss and Rogan have both seen eliminations. Exactly. Actually, Rogan hasn't, but... But my, my question is, what do we think the final's going to be? Right? Because, like, how long does a team aspect continue? Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Is it going to be the team aspect to get to the final, but then ultimately the final is an individual competition? Or is the team aspect going to go all the way to the final and then you got to split the million dollars amongst the team? Right? Like, we still don't know that, but as long as you're still in this team challenge, you want to have a strong team. And that's the part that I really don't understand because the other wild card factor to all this is. Let's say that even if you are, let's let's say that you're Kaylee and you make this dumbass play and you throw in Georgia after your team just won. You don't guarantee that uh, Tory was going to really switch to your team. So if Tory went back to the U.S. team, then you really just damaged your own team. And now you finally won a challenge for no good reason. <laughs> right. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this whole thing made no sense to me. And so if, even if we fast forward to next week and from the preview, it looked like the UK team loses again, which who knows, it could be trying to throw us a curveball. But let's say the US team lose or not the US team, the UK team loses, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a guy's elimination. I still don't understand how you save yourself because, okay, so who's now you're going to have them throwing in josh or someone to go against theo like is josh gonna take out do you know what i'm saying like i just don't understand how this this move here helps your team in the long run instead of trying to eliminate strong players from the other team so that you can continue to win yeah it makes no sense i would have liked to have heard ct's opinion on this like we didn't really get that down he said nothing in that whole part of what was going on with the UK team, he said nothing, which I find very weird, but also maybe it's telling that like 
the same exact thing that's going on with Leroy is going on with CT on his team, where he's kind of just quietly going with the numbers. Yeah. But um, there there's a few things I want to point out too that was interesting. It was Polly pointed this out that no one was cheering for anyone in this aside from Jordan for Tori. Yeah. Which is just like an interesting side note to me. It's very weird, yeah. Very weird. Um, and, yeah, it, it's all it's all very strange. I ha- there's The other thing I have to point out is, do you remember, maybe it was last week, that Jordan had floated the idea to Zach, like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if me and Tori both got ourselves put in, switched to the uh british team and then help them run the show yeah i really think that's chekhov's gun which for our listeners who are not big fans of you know russian literature (laughs) is the idea (laughs) that if you mention uh like if you mention a gun being on a windowsill in the first act of a play someone's getting shot with that gun like in the final act right yep so like if i feel like the fact that they showed us that scene and it had no bearing on last episode or two episodes ago and like they've been promoting that scene on instagram and twitter that it's coming uh, something's coming yeah yeah yeah. like i'd and maybe maybe it's just tory runs things from the british side who knows but like they showed us that clip for a reason and we're now one step there. Nope, I totally agree with you, John. I think something definitely is coming. And I was super entertained by this episode. I don't. I, oh, yeah. I wrote on Twitter that I don't understand the gameplay. Like, I, I can't tell if these people are, like, super smart strategists or if, you know, complete fools. I have no idea. I, I still can't really tell because I don't understand like the the tactics here of I'm making my team weaker. The only thing that I can think of is and hey, more credit to Polly and Kara if this is their plan. But if their thinking is hey, we're just eliminating strong players. We have the numbers on our side, so we're just going to eliminate strong players so that at the end of the game, if when we're still around in the final, we're going to be the strongest ones in the final. As opposed to having Jordan and Tori still in the house, we're gonna eliminate the strong people. I I don't. Yeah, that's the I only thing that I can think of that makes sense. Um, but Joss did go to Twitter. <laughs> oh, Joss went to Twitter and he was trying to, uh, I guess, explain what he did. I don't know. I guess. And Joss said, "I have the tweet here." Josh says, Tori swore down to me that she would come to the UK if she won. So getting rid of Georgia on the other alliance and replacing her with Tori also on the other alliance and stronger weakens the US team and still keeps the numbers on our side for voting. Either way, US lose a player. Uh... No, (laughs) nobody's buying that. Nobody's buying that because so the comments and, you know, 
Shouts to my guy, to McAuliffe, who one of the, the funny things he always does when they read Twitter comments, they always go to the first mm-hmm. comment. The first comment is always the joke. And someone said they put a meme of someone saying what's not clicking. And the comment says at Joss Mooney, you could have gotten rid of two of their strongest players. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it just doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't also, make sense. And also thinking of Georgia as a player for the U.S. is just wrong. Like, yeah. He's just saying that Georgia was on the other alliance. So he's just saying he's swapping out someone who is on the other team's alliance, but leaving out the part that, you know, Georgia was on his team. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I just think that, I mean, shouts to our girl Marie who says, no, Joss, it helped your alliance. That's it. Grow a set. Which... Um. So, what was your line of the episode? Was it wet lettuce? Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. I still don't even know what that means. Does that just mean he's soggy? He's soft? Yeah, he's soft, I guess. <laughs> uh, my British listeners, please inform us. Is wet lettuce an actual phrase, or is Theo just a master of metaphors? Um, my line of the episode was that when Leroy was arguing with everyone... Eventually, he basically does the, like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out sort of thing. Okay. And then he turns to Josh. He goes, first of all, Josh, no one cries more than you in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Then he says something like, all you do is run around and gossip. This isn't Big Brother, homie. Such a a great troll by Leroy. It was really good. It was a great call. Uh, It was a great move by Leroy. And I just wish that Leroy took a better understanding of how he's being manipulated and being used by Polly and Carr because they're nowhere to be found in that whole argument. And that's the part that nope. really upset me about the whole thing with Leroy, right? Like he's going on saying, well, we're good without uh, Zach and Jordan. He's like, the U.S. team would be fine without them. And it's like, that's not true, <laughs> right? Like, that's just not true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who killed it for you this week? Uh, for me, it's it's super easy. It's Tori. Tori, to me, I just like her attitude in this whole thing. I like that at, once she realized what was going down, her attitude just flipped to, all right, cool, I'm taking one of you bitches out. And I, I respect that. I also think that she handled it correctly where we all know that she's fighting the Battle of Jordan, but she still just, she was a rider. Right? She was a ride or die. She's still like, okay, cool, I got this, no problem. And I just like that mentality, even though this was probably Jordan's fault. She went and handled her business. And I don't know if switching to the UK side is the right move. I don't know. Whatever. I don't even know what the rules are in this game anymore. <laughs> I'm so confused. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give her credit because she took a bad situation and at least took control of her situation. Yeah. What yeah. about you, John? I I considered making Tori my MVP for all the reasons you just stated. And I really like how she handled herself. You know, she, she handled her business. Her plan was solid, the way she spoke to Georgia. I, I And also, I imagine that, like, if you subtract Jordan from the equation, 
I don't think Tory's in this kind of trouble. No, not at all. Not at Just all. Just broadly. Like, I think people like Tory, enjoy her company. We even, much earlier this season, saw a scene where Ashley was like, I love Tori. It's too bad that she's always around Jordan. Yeah. However, I have to pull a trick from your little bag there. Okay. And go with an LVP. <laughs> okay. Joss, Ooh. you were the least valuable player this Ooh. week. I really do not know what you're thinking. As I already said, this in the long run, this is only going to hurt you. Like this getting rid of Georgia will not help you win a million dollars. No. Not right? at all. And like I mean you already tweeted or quoted his tweets. But part of like his justification is like oh, well Georgia was always putting in uh Rogan. But like the precipitating incident was always that Joss and Rogan were obviously working with Americans. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's if the Brits had gotten their shit together and worked as a team from the get-go, then they would have been able to not necessarily win competitions, but they could have slowly made their team better. And that like Joss and Rogan, good for them for having a like pre-established alliance. I'm not knocking that, but at some point like your alliance has to be about you. <laughs> yeah, you you know when they were really flawed where he was trying to say to um Georgia at one point during their argument in the proving ground he was like, "Well, you were working with the Americans." And it's like, "No, that's not that's not how this went down <laughs> at all, right?" Like if you think about it, Joss and Rogan have been working with the Americans from when West was in the game. And how long ago was that? So I don't know. It's all just pretty crazy. And, I mean, to see where the game is at now, I think a good place to end, John, there's a good comment we got here on Twitter. And it says, If you consider that the game stopped being about U.S. versus U.K. the moment Bananas manipulated the emotionally unstable Josh into putting Wes into elimination, then this makes way more sense. It is a game of alliances, not a game of countries anymore. It was brilliant gameplay. Who said that? I disagree with that, right? Uh, alliances, blindsides, and liabilities. Ah, yes. <laughs> now, um, I disagree with that because at the end of the day, you're still playing team competitions with the countries, and if you win, you control who at least you control at least one person that's going into the elimination. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I disagree, but interesting. Comment. I, I disagree completely. Like I understand the point and I agree that the, uh, that when Johnny manipulated Josh like that was a turning point in the game. Mm-hmm. But I also like at the end of the day, you win money when your country wins. Whether yeah. you're the Brits or the Americans, that's what it boils down to. And I don't see how helping people on the other team at this point helps you. Well, I can see how it did earlier because like, you're trying to eliminate the people on your team that are like standing in your way and you're trying to protect yourself. 
But like, well, here, Josh, here's the thing. The... Here's the thing, right? You're still playing with countries, and whichever country wins, you get to decide for sure one person that is going into the elimination. And that's the most control you can have in the game because that means everything else that happens is reactionary. Right? Yep. So, You're exactly right. It's fine and dandy that they're like, oh, well, we're putting Tori in for sure and she's going in. But Josh could have still flipped everything, right? No matter what, mm-hmm. Josh still could have flipped everything and said, oh, we're putting in Ashley or we're putting in Ninja or we're putting in whatever. And that changes the whole complexion of the game. So you're in control once your country wins. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you and I are in agreement. Hey, maybe uh, Canada again- should be in control. Oh, man. When are we going to be on this show, man? <laughs> uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, tweeting a lot about the Raptors these days and basketball. Just that time of year, folks. But of course, I always make time for the challenge. And of course, a reminder to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud uh, or YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Rate us. All that fun stuff. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Chidley Hill. Um, the typical uh, warning, the typical caveat is that this week I will be tweeting about Rob Gronkowski, who I'm literally, as soon as you and I get off the phone, going to go interview in person. Hey. And Canadian ice dancers Piper Gillies and Paul Poirier. Oh, my French is so bad. Um, but I'm going to be interviewing those people. So if you don't like the NFL or you don't like ice dancing, uh, sorry in advance. I do tweet about the challenge when I can. Um, until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.